The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. Jesus said all of this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, Jesus rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. Maybe it's just me, but is anyone else feeling like the dust and the death of this year's Lent are just a little too real? I know we probably all felt that way right off the bat as 17 school children were murdered on Ash Wednesday in Parkland, Florida. Not to mention in the South Loop, the community there is still reeling from the death of Chicago Police Commander Paul Bauer, who was killed just the day before Ash Wednesday. And then this past Tuesday, it hit even closer to home for me personally, when Tara and I got the call early in the morning that Tara's Aunt Audrey had passed away at the age of 73. And finally, this afternoon, we'll be celebrating the life and the love of music of our late sister, Joyce Reichert, who passed away this past November. It's surreal the way death is all around us. It's one thing to say it and be reminded of it with ashes on our forehead. But it's all together quite another experience to have such loss firsthand. And amidst all of this death and human tragedy, we come to a gospel text today where Jesus says, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. It's as if we're going to the well of the gospel this week for water and we're coming up with dust. I mean, come on, Jesus. Can't we hear something more pastoral, something less challenging? There's been so much loss of life and now we're supposed to lose our own? This paradox of Losing our life in order to, order to gain it, it's an impossible contradiction. 
But this is also a week where we are once again reminded in Genesis of God's abundant covenant with Abraham and Sarah. That they will be exceedingly fruitful at the ripe old age of 99. Fruitfulness and loss. These are vast, rich, and complex notions that undergird faith and make possible our deepened comprehension of the resurrection. As scholar Melinda Quivick writes, it is this from these impossible contradictions that God brings life, truth, and peace. But right now, the focus of our nation seems to be on how we can save our own lives rather than lose them. And at the epicenter of this entire conversation are guns. Are we to ban or control access to guns, or should everyone, especially our school teachers, have one in order to deter us from using them? I know that's not the most nuanced way of framing the debate, but for the sake of brevity, that's where we're going. So if we're to engage in this conversation, and take scripture seriously, what can we take from today's text that will equip us to approach this faithfully? Well, let's look at what Jesus says. He begins with, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Notice that Jesus does not say that if you want to become his follower, you are to take up arms and follow him. Guns and crosses are both instruments of death, but only one of those leads to life. It's an impossible contradiction, but through the pain and suffering and even death of the cross, we receive eternal life. Jesus continues, For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. And I think this is an importantly, particularly important line for us today because this is the crux of discipleship. And we are recognizing today our Life Together catechumens and the call to renewal as they continue their Lenten journey towards the affirmation of their baptism at the Easter Vigil. This Life Together process is a discipleship-making process. And maybe it's too late to ask this year's participants, but I wonder if they knew what they were getting into they signed up for life together? Did they know that they would be asked to lose their life? I don't know, maybe we'll have to include that clause in the promotional materials next year. <laughs> but for real, discipleship is hard, it's costly, and it's painful. But when the contradiction of difficult life-giving discipleship is held in tension with God's covenant, then we, too, can have faith like Abraham. That God is faithful to God's covenant, even into old age and even beyond the grave. The path of discipleship is foolish if we examine it through a lens of reason or logic. But through the lens of faith, costly discipleship is the way towards hope. It seems like an impossible contradiction. And when death surrounds us and becomes so real we might even begin to lose hope. But then, like a child being born from a formerly barren womb or an empty tomb, we are reminded of our resurrection hope, a hope that never seems so futile than when we look death square in the eyes. 
but it's never closer to us than in that dying moment. It's an impossible contradiction for us to comprehend death ushering in life, but it's the very foundation upon which our hope of the resurrection rests. And the covenant of the resurrection was made with you in baptism, and it will continue with you even after your baptismal journey is finished. I guess the question then becomes for us, what will we cling to in the face of death? We have faith in this impossible contradiction that death comes from life. But when we get so close to death that we can feel it, what will we cling to? Our faith? Or will we cling to what we think will save our life? And with all the senseless gun violence going on in our world right now, we are struggling with that very question. What will we cling to? The ultimate truth is that the only instrument of death that will ever lead to life is the cross. It's because Christ transformed that instrument of death to become an instrument of life. So let us, too, beat our swords into plowshares and our spears into pruning hooks, transforming what was once only an instrument of death into an instrument that cultivates life from the earth. And if Christ can transform the cross to become an instrument of life, then we too, as disciples, can be transformed to become instruments of life for the sake of the whole world. This season of Lent brings us face to face with our death and mortality. But only through death can we experience the resurrected life. It's an impossible contradiction. But from such mysterious paradox comes life, truth, and peace. And out of that, our resurrection hope is restored.